Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Latricia, and hello, everyone out there listening. We have been experiencing some good weather. Not too long ago, we celebrated Memorial Day, and some people may be saying the next major holiday is the 4th of July, but it actually isn't. It is Juneteenth. So today's episode, we're going to talk about Juneteenth. Juneteenth is an American holiday that commemorates the June 19th, 1865, the announcement of the abolition of slavery in the U.S. The odd thing about this is they were free for two years, but they were unaware of it. So it was a day that they became aware of their freedom. Right. And it's so interesting because in school and history class, you learn about the Emancipation Proclamation, but you don't learn that the message wasn't sent to Texas or wasn't taken to Texas until two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Truly, when we talk about the abolition of slavery, although the Emancipation Proclamation had went into effect in 1863 and then Juneteenth happened in Texas, it wasn't until later when the 13th Amendment was ratified where it was put into law where, hey, this is over. Because some of those slave owners, they were tricky. Mm-hmm. Mississippi didn't officially end slavery on paper until 2011. I know. <laughs> Was it something about they failed to send the documents to the archives? I remember Uh Uh several years ago about how Mississippi didn't, they didn't even sign until like, was it in the 90s? And it didn't get on the books until the 21st century. Are you kidding me? I have a little confession to make. I did not learn about Juneteenth until maybe five years ago, thanks to social media. I never heard of it. I never heard of it in a history book. I don't recall a documentary talking about it. And growing up, I never was aware of this holiday. It wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I realized that this was even a thing. So for me, I haven't celebrated in a jubilant way or a very festive way. But I know that you live in Texas. So how did they celebrate in Texas? In Texas, it's a pretty big deal. And I think it's even a bigger deal in the Galveston area and the Houston area. But where I lived, they celebrated, I guess, kind of like a festival Mm -hmm. where like a picnic in the park, a big citywide barbecue where everybody came out to celebrate and they had dancing and singing and food and just all kinds of things. They also had a parade and I believe they even had like a beauty pageant, Miss Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did do some reading on it. And the reason why that is a part of Juneteenth 
is because, of course, the enslaved Africans or enslaved African descendants, they dressed in torn and tethered clothing. So with their freedom, they were also proud that they could be more presentable in their attire. So that's why the fashion piece has come into Juneteenth. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I really hadn't even thought about that, but that makes sense. When I read it too, I said, oh, that makes sense. I've been wearing hand-me-downs and torn clothes now. I'm going to get fancy. (laughs) And I also read at some activities that they have an elder speak from the community. I thought that was so vital in our time because I don't see, and it's probably because I don't have family here, but as far as I know, I don't see the sitting around the porch talking to grandparents or great aunts or the elders in the family. So I felt like that gives us a sense of who we are at our core, storytellers, or even storytelling through remembering a piece of history. So I hope that the next and first Juneteenth celebration that I attend will have that. I think that's one of the things that happens at a lot of the celebrations as well is storytelling. There's some type of guest speaker or Mm -hmm. somebody is there speaking about the history and even, you know, where we are right now today. Yes. Yes. Freedom. I like the symbols that I'm seeing for Juneteenth as well. We're here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and we are having our first official Juneteenth celebration recognized by the city. The person that's responsible for leading that is Kia Anthony. Kia Anthony is a business owner and also a radio personality. If you are in the Fayetteville or surrounding areas, please attend on June 15th, which is the weekend, at 335 Ray Avenue, Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's the Festival Park. Juneteenth Freedom Breakfast, I believe is close to selling out. And there's a Freedom Parade, Juneteenth in the Park, Extravaganza, and there'll be plenty of vendors there. So please attend the Juneteenth celebration. If you would like more information, go to JuneteenthFreedomFestival.com. I'm excited about the first Juneteenth celebration here in the city. I think it's so important that cities all over the country honor and celebrate Juneteenth. A lot of times people think that this is just a Texas thing, but it's Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. What happened was the word didn't get to Texas until more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, but it represents freedom for all. What is that saying? Unless we're all free, none of us are free. Yes, it's a song by Solomon Burke, and he says, until all chains are broken, none of us are free. And I like that visualization in a sense that if my brother is suffering, I'm also suffering, or sister, of course. But if someone close to me, if someone related to my culture, or even just a human is suffering, I'm also suffering. And I hope that a lot of people adopt that mentality, because I feel in today's time we have a me and mine's. I'm just worried about me and mine. So I believe celebrating Juneteenth nationwide goes against that narrative of me and mine. I do, too. I believe that most states have some type of celebration. 
it's commemorated in some way. Now, I know in Texas, Juneteenth is actually a state holiday. We still haven't gotten to all 50 yet, but some is better than none. And that's a good point you bring up because I was speaking about Juneteenth to one of my classmates. I'm originally from Hines County, Mississippi, and I was telling my classmate that we normally don't have any type of celebrations highlighting positivity in the black community. He told me that he did see a Juneteenth shirt, and I was so amazed by that. So it got me to wondering, it only takes one. So if there's one listener out there in a town, it only takes one to get the spark going. There are some different ways you can celebrate. You may not be able to throw a parade in such a short notice, but you can have a barbecue. You can watch a documentary. One documentary that comes to mind is Many Rivers to Cross, which is on Netflix. It talks about the Black experience from the colonial times to the civil rights time. So you can watch documentaries. You can watch YouTube videos or do a reenactment of some type of poetry, painting, or something to highlight freedom for all. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's like you don't have to sit around and be stagnant. You could actually do something. Because there are many places that do not have Juneteenth celebrations. And if you want to go to something and it's not in your community, if you're willing to drive to another community or travel a little further outside of the vicinity in which you live, then you Mm -hmm. may be able to find something. I think it's a good thing to be that one. Like you said, Mm -hmm. someone saw a shirt. If you just wear a shirt or a hat or put a flag out in your yard, you know how during election times people have these, what are those things that people put in their yard during election time for the people that they're wanting to vote for? Vote for so-and-so. Put one of those things out in your yard or Uh do something to bring forth some type of awareness because there are people who aren't even aware that Juneteenth is actually a holiday. That's true. And I like the idea you said, if you wear a shirt, that's an impact. It raises awareness. I didn't even think of that. But after you start with yourself, go to your family, go to your community and just keep growing or go all out like Kia Anthony did and do a citywide festival. When I think about Juneteenth, 1865, I never really want to put myself in those shoes, but I can't help but imagine how did those residents in Galveston, Texas feel? Would they have felt joy or would they have felt betrayal? I'm not sure which one I would have felt. Well, I'm pretty sure joy would have been the first feeling that I would have had. It's probably like getting your DD-214 multiplied times 100. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who are familiar with military culture, DD-214 is a form of saying you've served your time. So (laughs) that's what I imagine. That's what I can relate it to for anybody that served whether for two to 20 years, 30 years. It's like 
and I don't have to do this anymore. I can do something that I'm more enthused to do. But after that, I would have had some betrayed feelings as if, so you've been knowing for the last two years. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. There's different theories about Juneteenth. One theory is the person that was to tell that community was killed. Another theory is they wanted to wait for two more cotton harvests. So, Latricia, what do you think was the emotion for those people during that time? The initial reactions were probably those of joy and those of shock. It's like, oh my goodness, we're free now. Hallelujah. Uh Uh And probably they were happy because the following year they commemorated their freedom with the first Juneteenth celebration. So it was something worthy of celebrating. Uh They probably felt a lot of things following that as well. Can you imagine that you are enslaved and you're suddenly told that you're free? And now it's like, well, now what? It's not like you had a plan for freedom. Exactly. Then there's confusion. So that was all the way in 1865. Why should we celebrate Juneteenth in 2019? If we've been free for so many years, why continue that tradition? Are we really free? Well, we're free from the bondage of slavery, but are we really free? I think, personally, we should continue this celebration because it is such a huge and important part of American history. Uh Not only is it a huge part of history, but just think, it's a way to honor those people who fought for freedom. Emancipation didn't just come right off the bat. Do you know Uh slavery was a long, long, long process? Uh So the fact that it was so long and there were so many people who were fighting to end slavery, I think that's worth celebrating. And I think it's worth celebrating because it gives us an opportunity to remember. It gives us an opportunity to reflect. And it gives us an opportunity to honor our ancestors. If they took the time out of their lives to celebrate and commemorate their freedom, then we should too. I was reading that there were some enslaved people who received their freedom and they wanted to celebrate Juneteenth and they didn't have any place to celebrate. But a group of people purchased a park in Houston, Texas, Emancipation Park. They purchased this park just so that they can have these celebrations, so they can have a place to celebrate their freedom. And if they did that, it meant that much to them. I think Mm. it should mean that much to us and not just black people. Although this is a vital part of black history, this is American history and this is worthy of America to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And as you speak of history, I think about my personal experience of not knowing about this until maybe five years ago. And I also think about my experience as an educator. There are many 
children around the country who are unfamiliar with this part of history, but they're familiar with the Civil War and they're familiar with emancipation. But this part of history is missing. So I'm glad that you discussed that it's important for all people to be familiar with this part of history. It's also important, too, because there's a proverb about until the lion learns to write, the the hunter will always be the victor. Paraphrase. It says something like that. There are, ironically, schools in Texas that attempted to erase slavery. The same state that makes Juneteenth a holiday, there are some districts that accept the curriculum that went with the narrative that slaves were indentured servants. So I do believe it's very important to keep things in the forefront for that reason, to not be ignorant or for history not to be rewritten. Yeah, it's so important to keep it going so that we can tell our stories so that the stories aren't whitewashed. America should be embarrassed by slavery and maybe Texas is embarrassed by it. And maybe that's why they're not calling it what it is. We need to keep this alive and we need to be able to tell the stories about slavery and about the ending of slavery. Because when slavery ended, it changed the trajectory of this nation. Uh This nation talks about freedom and equality. I mean, just think about the 4th of July. It's the day that America celebrates its independence. It's a day of Mm. celebrating freedom. Mm -hmm. But during that time, all people weren't free. Mm -hmm. When the Declaration of Independence was signed, all people in America weren't free. I believe that America values freedom. And because Mm -hmm. we do value freedom, it's important that we celebrate the freedom of all people. Thanks to the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, Black people have rights that they didn't have before. So let's Uh celebrate this freedom and see how we can move forward as a nation together. Earlier, you said something about, are we really free? And when you said that, there were a few things that came to my mind. One thing was the 13th Amendment has like a clause about under the guise of prison, you can still be a slave. It's not that you can't be a slave. It, it's not that slavery has been 100% completely outlawed as it relates to the amendments. It's also that it can still fall under those guidelines if you're incarcerated. And what population is more incarcerated in 2019. Right. When you think about involuntary servitude, basically they're saying if you commit a crime, you can still mm-hmm. be involuntarily imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of financial benefits that's still occurring because of that line. And of course, we know that majority of slavery was bigotry, but it also was a financial benefit. So when you say, are we really free? I thought about the prison system. Another thing that I thought about was financially free. But the thing about slavery, even pre-America to the late 1800s, lasting for so many years is it gave 
the majority and the people who had power a head start. We are still seeing things like redlining in communities. We are still seeing things like unequal pay opportunities. So although we are free, finances is still an issue. Prison is still an issue. School to prison is an issue. So I believe as we gather together for Juneteenth events, we can discuss how to eradicate this. And I point that out for the reason to make it plain why we should still celebrate. I believe the more opportunities we have to gather as a people, the more opportunities that we can brainstorm. Of course, we welcome other people to our events, but I believe that's something that could assist with true freedom for all. I am starting to see a shift of diversity and quote-unquote black celebrations. I went to the Bembe Festival maybe two weekends ago, and there was a small population of non-blacks. There were people who were Arabic that were covered. There were Caucasian people, Hispanic people, and that really meant something to me that they are investing their time and mingling and learning about our culture. I see it also in the Kwanzaa Festival when I go to Cary Kwanzaa Festivals. They're pretty, I would say it's probably 90% blacks and 10% non-blacks. But I think about how that's shifting the future as well because I really think to impact faulty beliefs, we have to start with children. And these families are learning those things that disrupt negative stereotypes and it's going to disrupt that thought pattern for their children and grandchildren. I'm glad that there are a diverse population coming to celebrate black celebrations. We like the party. (laughs) (laughs) People want to forget about slavery. They, They want to make slavery disappear as if it never happened. But it did happen. And we need to have these conversations and the long term impact that slavery has had, not only on black people, but on America as a whole. And we still see the impacts of slavery. I'm so excited to celebrate Juneteenth. It's so close to the date, but I'm wanting to buy me a flag now and hang on my balcony <laughs> because of what you stated. So we still want to keep Juneteenth in a positive light. But also, I think it's very important to know why something occurred and why it should continue to occur. Hopefully people take heed to what we said. And if not, find out for yourself again, you know, like we talked about before, about knowing things for yourself. Uh You do the research. You determine whether or not you want to celebrate Juneteenth. You determine Uh whether or not Juneteenth is important for you. We are saying that it's important for us and we believe that it's important for the nation. But you may not believe that. And if Uh you don't, it's okay. Yeah, I have a a close friend who will not celebrate Juneteenth because she feels, why are we celebrating something that somebody was bamboozled for two years? And I never looked at it like that. But (laughs) once she told me that, I said, I can respect that. But I want to reiterate our principles at this time. 
One in particular is Nia, which means purpose. I believe whatever you do, whether it's celebrating Juneteenth, not celebrating Juneteenth, as we discussed in our previous podcast, boycotting or not boycotting. Know your purpose behind it. And if you do act, have a purpose of why you're doing it. Yes. Very well said. Why are you celebrating, Phyllis? I'm celebrating because I like to eat and I like to dance. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm going to go out there, eat, dance, shake some hands. I will also see what the community is doing. I bet you there are so many poets, business owners, and things along those lines that I'm not familiar with. The last festival I went to was a vegan festival. And while I was out there, one bonus, in addition to the food and the music, was I started to learn what's occurring in the community. I'm not a vegan, by the way. But to know that there are people that are selling coconut water or stuff for your skin, Afrocentric attire. So in that sense, I get to support Black businesses as well while eating and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm celebrating because I just love Black culture. I love all culture, actually. Okay, I can see that. And I can understand that because I wonder if there's going to be African dancers or African art. I do really look forward to learning more academically or artistically as well. So, Latricia, what would be your principal challenge for Juneteenth? The principal challenge is, are you ready for this one? Let me clear my throat. Oh, I don't have to clear my throat. I just need to clear my ears. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we already (laughs) talked about how Juneteenth is celebrated across the nation by the majority of the states, but there are a few states that still aren't on board. And it's a holiday in the state of Texas. It's a state holiday. Well, the principal challenge is let's make Juneteenth a national holiday. Yes, let's make it a national holiday. So how will we do that? Contact your state legislators. Get them to put it into law. Wow. Well, I am going to do that. I am going to contact my state legislators. I believe it's, it is that important because I'm very big on education. Juneteenth, 50 states. Juneteenth, 50 states. Okay. Okay. All right. Did you hear about the lady? I think her name is Opal Lee, 90 or 91 years old who walked from Fort Worth, Texas, to Washington, D.C., to try to get Juneteenth as a national holiday. Let's do it for her. Let's do it for her. Say that again. How old was she? She was either 90 or 91. Oh, my. It was over 35. Uh, (laughs) Because I I can't imagine walking from here to South Carolina. So say her name one more time. Let alone Washington, D.C., right? From Texas. Now, you know, (laughs) Texas is about the equivalent of six states. It's so daggone big. Mm. So let's do it for, oh, oh, wow. Well, you guys, we've talked a lot about Juneteenth. You guys know the principal challenge. And 
Let's do it for Opal. Now, open your hearts, ears, and mind for our next section. Spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. Okay, we are nearing the end of the school year for some, and for others, it has already started. There are a few things related to education that I am happy to spread the good news. The first one comes from a local hero in Durham, North Carolina. At the Bimbay Festival two weeks ago, Omega Parker was recognized as a local hero. She has served on school boards, intervened on truancy, dropout rate, and teacher retention. She is also a former president of Delta Sigma Theta. She has done much for the educational system and Durham Public Schools. Omega Parker, we salute you. Our next person is no stranger to giving. Oprah donated half a million dollars to a principal in New Jersey. This principal, Akbar Cook, was previously in the media for starting a washing service for his students. Now, he has even upped the ante and has a lights out program. This program is intended to keep children, teenagers specifically, off the streets. They can come to the school, eat, watch movies, practice cheers, and do other variety of games. So, Oprah, thanks for giving once again. This other name may not sound familiar, Robert F. Smith, but I'm pretty sure over the last two weeks, you have heard his name many times. Robert F. Smith paid the tuition for all graduates of Morehouse in the 2019 year. He received an honorary graduate degree, an honorary doctoral degree, and he wanted to help his graduating class. This debt was over $10 million. So debt-free, lights out, and helping for many years. This is the good news. That is really good news. It's amazing what people are actually doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making major impacts. Well, Latricia, we have given them a lot of information to get full off. And what's better after a meal than a light snack? What soul snack do you have for them today? Today's soul snack comes from a Zimbabwean proverb, the axe forgets, the tree remembers. The axe forgets, the tree remembers. Very fitting for Juneteenth. That's all we have for you today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your community. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles Podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.